This is a continuation of our studies on the doctrine of hell. And we're looking at at the end there of our last lesson concerning hell and the different gates of hell. And, the, and we're going to be looking at different things concerning what's down in hell. But first we need to look at the, the makeup of men and comparison of Adam and what he produced and what Jesus Christ produced. Remember when Adam was put in the Garden of Eden, he came out of the earth, so he had a natural body. He was formed out of the dust, and God told him he would return to that dust. And so God put a tree of life in the Garden of Eden and said he could eat of that tree freely until he ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So after he sinned and ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he could no longer partake of the tree of life therefore he would die and so the tree of life is to sustain for a long period well forever if they continue to eat it they would live forever he could have it says in genesis 3 verse 22 through 24 that if he could have eaten that tree even in a sinful state he'd live forever so god sent him back to the earth from whence he came and he died out away from the garden of eden and was buried into the ground and then the tree of life was taken from the garden and we never see it on earth again. At least to this point, it's never been on the face of the earth. It's taken to another place. And so we're going to look at a comparison of the sons of Adam, those what he produces versus the sons of God through the work of Jesus Christ. And I'll just go through this quickly. Number one, the sons of Adam are of the earth. It says in 1 Corinthians fifteen forty-eight, as is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy as is the heavenly such are they also that are heavenly so as mentioned above they were made to dwell on the earth and serve God faithfully those who have an earthly body we're to serve God in this earthly body and we serve him faithfully those are we're they're of the earth number two but those that are born of God are of heaven the sons of god are of heaven it says in first corinthians the first the verse before this in verse 50, uh, 47 the first man is of the earth earthy that's adam the second man is the lord from heaven that's jesus christ as is the earthy such are they also that are earthy that's why we're as adam just like adam and then as is the heavenly such are they also that are heavenly so if you are born of god born again born of heaven then you are of heaven and you're destined to go to heaven and so it is true that adam was called the son of god because he was a direct creation of god and so in other words there was no pre procreation involved in his makeup and in his creation he was created as a 33 year old man and at his prime luke 3 38 says that he was the son of god but he was made out of the earth. He went back to the earth after death. Those that are saved in the church age, those that believe on Jesus, are born of God, and we're purposed a different purpose. We're to live in heaven. And so, in fact, since we are to bear that, we are actually going to bear the image of the heavenly. The next verse, which is 1 Corinthians 15, 49, says, As we have borne the image of the earthly in our uh, bodies of flesh, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly 
in our new bodies in heaven, our glorified bodies. We'll have resurrected bodies just like Christ's and we'll dwell in heaven. So the angels are also called the sons of God because they are heavenly beings and they were created direct cre- creation of God. Job 1.6 says there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them. So to be a son of God, you have to be a direct creation of God without procreation involved. These angels were created for the purpose of living in the heavens, ministering unto him and uh, to God and a man. Many of these angels chose and attempted to leave their created purpose and they left their first estate and they actually came to dwell on earth and, and live with men and be involved in the affairs of men. And so they lived as men, Jude 6 says. So when God ordains a position or a state for his creation, they are bound to abide there or face fearful consequences. You don't leave the estate that God gave you when he created you. You stay in that realm. These angels who left heaven for earthly purposes, they're now in this special compartment in hell. It's called Tarsus. We'll look at this later. They're bound in chains. So the next statement is Adam was made a living soul, but Christ quickens our spirit. Remember when God breathed into his body the breath of life and Adam became a living soul? Well, Jesus will quicken our spirit and make our spirit alive to God. This is found in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45. So until the death and resurrection of Christ, there there was no rebirth because Jesus is the quickening spirit. Him rising from the dead will give us this uh, rising also and quickens our spirit, but it also will quicken our mortal bodies, the Bible says. But in, in Romans 6, 11, we find these things to be true. So Adam was made a living soul, and he could do nothing. But actually, what he did was he killed us by sinning. Jesus quickens that dead spirit back to God. So number four, Adam had a natural body, while Jesus will give us a spiritual body. And some of these things are running Uh, over one another but we need to be repetitious to understand adam's body was natural it was of the earth actually calls it in first corinthians uh, 15 40 he was terrestrial that's of the earth he's bound on the earth cannot get oh can't get above can't get away from the earth and so the heavenly body is called a celestial body so we say boy you're celestial or he's celestial god is that's heavenly the, uh, the stars are celestial. They are up in the heavens. We're terrestrial. And so there's this definite and uh, distinction between the two in both appearance and purpose. Those who are born of this earth only, they bear the resemblance of the earth. Those who will be born of heaven and born again, when we get our glorified bodies, we will bear the, the appearance and we will, the purpose of heaven. And there are different glories in the resurrected bodies of Old Testament saints who are before Christ and New Testament saints which are after. Those who are not born again by the Spirit of God will be resurrected again to some form of natural body to dwell on the earth forever. Uh, and it will be similar to the one Adam had in the garden before he was lost and before he sinned. It was natural to the earth, not spiritual 
or heaven. Next, that which is of the earth will always be of the earth. 1 Corinthians 15, 48 teaches. So that which is born in heaven and of his will will be forever of heaven. If you're born of earth, you are of earth. And if you're born of heaven, you will be of heaven. That simple. Next, the earth, Lee, will always need the tree of life to sustain their body and soul. They will eat of the tree of life. And this is found in Revelation 2, 7. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And he says, He that overcometh, I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And they will be eating of this tree, which is in heaven now, but they will eat of it and live of it because it will keep them alive. So even after the resurrection, they must eat of this tree to continue living. And even the leaves, it says, for healing, the leaves that come off the tree. So the heavenly, those that are saved in the church age, through believing in Jesus Christ, are born from God above. We already have eternal life. God gave it to us the moment we were saved, when we were born into the Spirit. So they don't have a need of the tree of life. We have the very life of Christ himself, and God gave it to us, and we are complete in him. He gifted us eternal life at salvation. So we are only waiting for our spiritual glorified bodies that will come to us, John 1, 12 and 13, and John 3, 15 teaches. So listen to this verse in Philippians 3, verse 20. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able to subdue all things unto himself. So at our resurrection from the dead, we will get a glorified body, and this vile body we live in now will be changed into the fashion of the one that even Jesus got and has when he raised from the dead. Arose, excuse me. Next, it's stated above. The earthly and the heavenly will have different resurrected bodies. And this is found throughout the whole Bible. Uh, Isaiah 26.10 and Job 19.26. There will be a change in body for those who are not heavenly, but they, they will still live on the earth. It's the resurrection of the dead. It says it's sown in corruption and raised in incorruption. So let me summarize by repeating. Those that are born of earth only... They never get born again. We're never meant to dwell in heaven. They were meant to dwell on earth. If Adam would have continued living right and never sinning, he'd be living on this earth today, right now, and he'd still be partaking of the tree of life. This is where the Jehovah Witnesses are wrong. They're heretics because they want to they live on the earth, and they, they want eternal life on earth, and that's not how it works. Eternal life is in heaven. Those 144,000 that they think are going to be living in heaven only, they are select few, but they are Jews from the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. They, the Gentiles are not a, a part of this. And so very there's a few, which is the church, and I say a few, relatively, there's many millions saved that will be in heaven and live on in heaven forever. They, they are his children by spiritual birth. They are sojourners on this earth until God calls them home to the new Jerusalem. So anyone who's not experienced the new birth must eat of the tree of life to live forever. And they will have to eat it perpetually. It will be available for them. 
church-age saints, we are a part of Christ's own body, and it is heavenly. His body is heavenly. We are citizens of heaven. We read it in Philippians 3, for our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So the new Jerusalem is actually our spiritual mother, it says in Galatians 4.26. The Christians are even seated now, right now, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2.6. We are born of an incorruptible seed of the Word of God. 1 Peter 1.23. And lastly, we will inhabit, inhabit, excuse me, the new Jerusalem for all eternity. We will serve Him there forever and ever. Revelation 21, verse 2 and 3. So as we take our look into hell, we need to understand these things. And, exp- and this will explain why there, there were people in hell that were going to be in heaven someday. When Jesus died, he led captivity captive. Before Jesus died, everyone was down in a compartment waiting for this uh, moment of magnitude when Jesus would pay for sin forever we want to explore though the never parts of the earth so let's consider the tree of life for a minute and then we'll be done the tree of life has a history and apparently it has moved or been moved uh, throughout time and it has to deal with man always and so this corresponds with man's history and jesus christ's death and resurrection and we find that the tree of life seems to have been in three locations during this present earth. They're found in the Garden of Eden and uh, Paradise and in the New Jerusalem. It seems that the tree of life is what makes Paradise what it is. Anytime you find Paradise, you find the tree of life. And you need, we need to understand that. Like the Bible says, you can live in such a way on earth to where it's a tree of life to you and and you can have a little portion of paradise here on earth through wisdom through soul winning through uh, other different things through accomplished uh, accomplishments in life and things like that but the tree of life makes paradise what it is it's a place of rest fulfillment and prolonging of life paradise and the tree of life seem to be inseparable you can't have one without the other so Real quickly here, I'll give you the locations of the tree of life. It was first planted in the Garden of Eden. God made a garden, and then he planted the tree of life in the garden, and it was in a place called Eden, Genesis 2.9. It was there until after the sin of Adam and the fall of man. After the fall of man, it was moved to a place called Abraham's bosom, we believe, because in Luke 16:23, Abraham is mentioned as saying, he's in Abraham, and it's called the bosom of Abraham. He said, In hell this rich man lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. There it is. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy upon me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember, that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is convert, comforted, and thou art tormented. And this is right goes right along with what Jesus told the, the thief on the cross. He said, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Jesus descended into hell and took that 
saved, newly saved thief, that sinner down there with him. And we'll talk about that in the future. So it was moved down. It's hard to imagine. This tree of life went down to a place called Abraham's bosom. And it was actually a compartment in the netherworld. And we'll look at that. And then three, when Jesus rose from the dead, it seems that it was moved to heaven. So the tree of life was not taken to heaven. Remember, the tree of life is for man to eat, to, to stay alive. So the souls of men who died before Jesus Christ were eating of this down in Abraham's bosom. And so at the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it was taken to the third heaven. And Paul, in 2 Corinthians 12, 1-4, said that he saw it when he got he was taken up to heaven in a vision. He saw paradise. It was taken into paradise. And he heard unspeakable things on earth that he could not tell. He actually saw it. So it went from the, the Garden of Eden, when Adam was innocent, to down in Abraham's bosom in the heart of the earth after Abraham was lost and guilty. And then raising, taken to heaven with Jesus Christ as he ascended up on high when he led captivity captive, Ephesians 4. And then the fourth location is when he, when the new heavens and the new earth are made, it will be located in the new Jerusalem. So obviously people from earth will have to travel to heaven to get and partake of the tree of the life and the leaves of the nation, the leaves of healing. And it says in verse Revelation 22-2, in the midst of the tree of it, and on either side of the river there was a tree of life, which bare twelve manners of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So you can see the significance of the tree of life and its importance in eternity. I'm going to go back and say, as far as men goes, to my understanding, the only people that will not partake of the tree of life, or have to, they will need to, are the church-age saints that believed on Jesus during the time that we live now. And it's been 2,000 years since Jesus rose from the dead. Those who are born of the Spirit and regenerated and have new life in Christ, we have eternal life. We do not need this. All others will eat of the tree of life. Those are righteous to, to remain alive throughout all eternity. So we're going to study these places uh, that are, we're coming up on very soon, and you can see the significance. We're going to study the divisions of the underworld, the different parts down there, which will explain some of the things I just said. So please stay with me as we continue these studies. And I thank you for listening. <laughs>